Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wednesday morning at Wax. Good morning. The shank of the day. We've got chores to do. Bob and Joe with you on the farm show this morning as we take a look at the weather, which is uh, pretty nice. Little stuff maybe falling out there in some places, uh, more white in some places than others. Also, we'll take a look at uh, kind of wrapping up the Farm Bureau Convention and lots of other names to share with you. Outstanding young farmers, judges at World Dairy Expo. Lots to talk about this morning, including a little fog. Did you have any fog driving in from the Walkie Land and Cattle Company this morning? No, I didn't. It was nice and clear. Ah, good. But there are some places that are reporting a little fog, so be careful of that. And uh, we'll take a look at the calendar, things going on around the area. And uh, we'll also uh, take a look, of course, at full weather forecast, as we tell you about uh, some December weather that's not all that bad. And also, a quick reminder, you have until, oh, another a little better than a week to get yourself registered for that half hog and the chest freezer. That's a thank you for all the hard work you do out there uh, on the farm and in other places. We've got a good hard-working audience out there, whether you're working third shift someplace or getting up to do the chores this morning. We've got a half a hog and a chest freezer we want to share from the farm department. And the uh, hog, half a hog from Smith Brothers Meats of Colby and the chest freezer from Abbotsford Appliance. Now, to register, all you have to do, you can do it right there at home or at your desk, wherever you're at, Go to Midwest Farm Report tab at waxradio.com, or you can do it on your app to register. And thanks to all those hardworking folks here in our Wax listening area from from all of us at the Farm Department, uh, Jill, Kristen, and yours truly. And as we said, a little better than a week to get that done. So uh, get her done, and I think you'll enjoy that half hog good meat. Smith Brothers Meats of Colby. And, uh, again, we're looking at a very important day in history today. What's that? 
December 7th, 1941. Oh, okay. Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Come on. That was way before I was born. Come before on. Before I was born, too. Well. Which is hard to believe. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, I got Harbor it. Day. Just took me a uh, sec. There you go. But if you've been to Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, you know the solemnity of, of that visit. It's It's one of those places where... Everybody is silent, and you're respectful, and it's just, uh, it, uh, you know, kind of raises the hair on the back of your neck the first time you're there, and it's interesting, because I've been fortunate enough to be there many times, and over the years, they've always, for folks that were sailors that were on that ship, and eventually then passed away, and wanted to be buried with their shipmates on the Arizona, they do, divers take them down, open the hatch, put their remains in the Arizona as it sits there in the harbor, and then up on the memorial itself, they will add their names to the list of all those on the Arizona, those that died at Pearl Harbor Day and uh, those that died after that. And to watch that list grow over the years, where I think they've said now they've got about everybody on there that's ever going to be on there. So uh, I guess it's a, a done deal as far as putting people sailors on the Arizona, but again, a very infamous day, as Roosevelt said, an infamous day in our history. So uh, Pearl Harbor Day, pause and remember. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our high temperature today is going to be in the mid-20s. we got some precipitation that will be falling snow, more snow Further north, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of it any place. But, uh, again, in levels, the further north you go, the more likely you are to see snow today. 27, then down to 10 overnight. Tomorrow, 36, partly cloudy, maybe a chance of snow later on Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday, they're also talking about chances of precipitation. But temperature is going to be in the mid to upper 30s, so probably Obviously, mixed precipitation, so be careful if you're traveling. Then cloudy on Sunday and Monday, high in the upper 30s. There is some fog out there in some places right now. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, and I think the elections are finally over. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock is taking a victory lap following his projected win in Georgia's Senate runoff election. It, it is my honor to utter the four most powerful words ever spoken in a democracy. The people have spoken. Warnock defeated Republican Herschel Walker for the last open U.S. Senate seat. While addressing supporters, Warnock spoke on his mother growing up in the state, picking somebody else's cotton and somebody else's tobacco. The win gives Democrats a 51-seat majority. Republicans already control the House. A New York jury has found the Trump Organization guilty of tax fraud. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said Donald Trump's company has now been held accountable in a court of law. Prosecutors accused the organization of avoiding taxes by paying personal expenses for top executives and giving them compensation without reporting it over a 15-year period. Trump himself has not been charged and claims the trial is politically motivated. A lawyer for the Trump Organization says they will appeal the verdict. The U.S. trade deficit grew slightly in October against the previous month to over $78 billion. Brian Shook reports. 
The newest reading was up 5.4%, which is less than half the pace of increase from September's revised reading. Weaker global demand and a strong dollar weighed on exports for September and October. A strong dollar makes American goods more expensive for foreign buyers. Also, economic slowdowns around the globe impacted U.S. exports in the new readings. I'm Brian Shook. And the suspected shooter accused of killing five people at a Colorado nightclub has been charged with over 300 counts. The suspect is accused of walking into an LGBTQ nightclub with an AR-style weapon and opening fire last month. The charges include murder, attempted murder, assault, and bias-motivated crimes. The 22-year-old suspect is being held without bond. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a weather forecast, pretty quiet. Now, there's a chance of precipitation today, and further north you go, the better chance you are of seeing some snow. Not going to be real heavy, but uh, again, further north you go, better chance of snow. We'll get into the mid-20s today, down to about 10 overnight. Tomorrow, 36, partly cloudy, maybe another chance of snow later on Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday, a chance of precipitation, but temperatures will be probably in the mid to upper 30s. So again, a mixed precipitation on Saturday and or Sunday and Monday, rather, just cloudy. Temperatures will be in the upper 30s. And there is some fog scattered areas around the listening area, but uh, not blanketing the area. But just be careful, you might run into some. 17 right now in Rice Lake. Black River Falls is down to 11 this morning. Medford's at 23. Wausau's 30. Marshfield, 21. 26 in La Crosse. Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, they're 29 this morning. It's 37 in Milwaukee. And right now we're at 20 degrees here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's check the numbers this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, as always, start with the livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 144 to 159, with mixed at 89 to 143. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 153, with mixed at 96 to 141. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 137, with select and silage fed steers 80 to 129. Cows are 58 to 88, with bulls at 60 to 95. Butcher hogs are 75 to 93 and a quarter, with sows at 41 to 45. Boars are 15 to 17. Shorn market lambs are 101 to 127. There's no quote on the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 105 to 240. Ewes are 70 to 95. Small goats are 25 to 190 dollars. Medium goats are 75 to 210 dollars. Large goats are 120 to 475 dollars, and nanny goats are 25 to 270 dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, mostly lower on the futures markets yesterday. Fed cattle for December closed 151.55. That was down a dollar 67. February 153.62, down 220. April closed 157.62. That was down a dollar 95. And June live cattle finished at 154.47, down a dollar 80. Feeder cattle for January down a dollar 97 at 181.80. March 184.15 down 222. April down 220 at 187.32. May down 205 at 190.20. August down 175 at $200.40. The hog markets mostly lower. However, December was up 20 cents at 82.27. February hogs down 360. 86.92. April hogs 92.80. Down 302 and May hogs 
97.60. That was down 230. On the Board of Trade, soybeans were higher as meal demand is really strong. And we had some soybean sales to China. Corn and wheat were lower, poor export numbers, also uh, poor ethanol demand. And uh, as I look, December crude oil down another $2.60 yesterday, sitting at seventy four thirty three. That was down over $2 the day before. So I would expect prices at the pump might go down a little bit more. We'll wait and see. But uh, December crude oil, seventy four thirty three. Now, on the Board of Trade, overnight after yesterday's uh, close, beans higher, corn and wheat lower, March corn overnight down another two cents at six thirty-five. The oats sitting at three thirty-seven. March wheat up two at seven thirty-one. March soybeans up a penny at fourteen sixty-two, and March meal up a dollar seventy, four hundred forty-seven dollars and sixty cents. Barrel cheese down two and three quarters, a dollar ninety-two. The blocks up three cents, two eleven a pound. Butter unchanged two ninety. December class three up six cents at twenty forty-seven. January back over twenty dollars, up a nickel at twenty oh four. February up two at nineteen seventy four. March up seven at nineteen ninety one, and April up fifteen at twenty oh three. As prices were higher out through next August, and that's a look at some market information this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Almost eleven minutes after five o'clock at WAC. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time this morning to talk with Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. We're going to talk about soil tests, but uh, how good a history student were you in high school? It wasn't good in high school, but I've sure gotten better as I've gotten out of school. I guess because I live in history more than I used to, I guess. Yeah, we're making history. But do you know the significance of today? Can you pass the history exam? What happened on this day back... Pearl Harbor, isn't it? boy! All right, you get an A for the day. <laughs> Pearl Harbor Day, that is for sure. December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. Well, we're not going to talk about Pearl Harbor. We're going to continue our conversation with Brad on our soil testing. Last week, we talked, Brad, about the soil test results from around the area where you hang out most times in the western part of the Provision Partners Co-op District. But let's go over to uh, central Wisconsin, eastern part of Provision Partners Territory. What did the soil samples over there show you this year? Well, it's kind of amazing, Bob, and, and how the ge- how the difference in geography and how the difference in uh, makeup of the of our agricultural industry is. We you know we talked about uh, the east side of the state, which we kind of predominantly went into the, the row crop cash cropping side, and we had you know almost sixty percent of our pH levels below the critical, or phosphorus was about 27% below our critical levels, and K was 35%. But when we go over to the east side of the state where the cows are, everything changes, and it's amazing when you have alfalfa in the rotation, people watch that uh, soil test levels a lot more, and and they're definitely showing up because, you know, as far as pH goes, we're only about 12% below the critical level where we're losing, uh, uh, you know, a lot of our efficiencies with our fertilizer and our productivity of our crops. Uh, so quite a substantial difference there. When we get into phosphorus, again, a lot of cows, uh, uh, we're only about 1% uh, below the critical levels on the eastern side of the state. And when we get into potassium, it's only 11% compared to 35% on the western side of the state. So, again, just it's uh, kind of interesting, kind of how uh, the makeup and how the, the soil test varies from region to region. As we look at those soil tests, 
and the cropping recommendations. Boy, your agronomists have to be on top of things because the recommendations you're making are a lot different than the ones they're making over in the central part of the state. Oh, absolutely, and it's uh, you know it's it's really critical. You know, the eastern side of the state is trying to keep the levels from getting too high with some of these manure applications, and they're doing a really good job because there's very actually the percentages of of soil test levels too high are aren't much different than too low. It's only just a less than a percent on the phosphorus. So, kudos to our, our dairymen, to our agronomists in managing that phosphorus level, which is telling us that we're doing a good environmental job of managing nutrients out there, contrary to what we kind of read in the newspaper all the time. Hey, we're into, you know, getting into the middle of December here very, very soon. Temperatures have been pretty nice. Is it, we get freezing at night. Is it too late to take soil samples for effective management or not? We're still taking them. It's getting a lot more challenging, you know, because of the ground is getting pretty hard in that top two inches. But they're still taking some on the eastern side. We haven't been here because it's uh, the cover, and I don't know whatever. But uh, it's been a, more of a challenge to try to get anything done here. But they're still plugging away on the on their in our eastern region. As we look at those soil samples, the results of those soil tests. How long does it take, I mean, farmers understand some of this language, but to get an agronomist and really go through that soil test and really pull out some important numbers, how long does that take? Well, you know, that's, there's a lot of factors in that, but most of the time it's relatively quickly. You know, the turnaround, of course, in the fall here, it's been a, the turnaround time on the labs, they've been just swamped, you know, it's been up to a week and stuff to get them results back. But to actually go through it, I can go through a, a lot of soil samples in a relatively sh- short period of time because we group them, we look at uh, picking out the, the places, what fields we should be focusing our attention on as far as nutrients, um, those types of things. So if I have a couple hours, I can go through quite a few soil tests, and then we spend about another hour, hour and a half with the producer laying out a ground plan and how we're going to proceed moving forward, you know, how we're going to use manure differently on different parts of their farming operation. Uh, are we going to have to bring in uh, more lime, all those types of things so they can get their activities going, scheduling all those other facets into their cropping plan for next year. Thanks, Brad. Brad Matson, in A for the Day and Pearl Harbor Day, Provision Partners, Lead Agronomist, Provision Partners Cooperative. Almost 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll take a look at some of the news in agriculture. And, uh, again, our news in agriculture coming from over in central Wisconsin. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And, of course, Farm Bureau wrapped up their convention on Monday down at the Dells. And Jill, again, uh, summarize some of the happenings at the convention here towards the end. Well, at that meeting, Kevin Krenz was re-elected to another term as president, while Joe Brager of Independence was chosen as a new vice president of the group, succeeding Dave Daniels from Kenosha County. The group also re-elected Ryan Kusseldorf of Medford to serve another three-year term in the state board for District 8 and elected Brad Olson of Frederick in Polk County to represent District 9, which includes counties in western and northwestern parts of the state. Brenda Dowiash of Eau Claire County was re-elected chair of the Promotion and Education Committee, while Savannah Hinkey of Black River Falls was elected chair of the Young Farmer and Agriculture Committee. Both of those positions include a seat on the Farm Bureau State Board of Directors. The UW-Madison is consolidating more of their out-of-state services.
their latest move is to take the soil and forage analysis lab, which has been in their Marshfield Agricultural Research Station for years, and move it to Madison. That includes both the lab itself as well as administration of the lab. It will now be part of the Wisconsin State Laboratory of Hygiene. Officials say the move will give the soils lab new facilities and more modern equipment to better meet the demands of the public. Yeah, Madison will have everything pretty soon. Outstate Wisconsin, borders of the state, or the borders of the university, but uh, Madison controlling it all. All right, thank you, Joe. We've got uh, coming up Discovery Farms, the upcoming winter conference. We'll hear about that, what that's all about next, right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's the annual meeting season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. A lot of organizations get together to talk about uh, their business. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, Pam, that does include the Discovery Farms program. Yeah, you're right, Bob. It is uh, that time of the year. you got to keep an eye on your calendar. Just wrapped up the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's 103rd annual meeting this weekend. Going to be the Wisconsin Farmers Union annual meeting. And next week is the Discovery Farms Winter Conference. And they are jamming an awful lot of information into one meeting. Talked about it with Amber Raddatz. She's one of the program managers with the Discovery Farm program. Remember, that's all about on-farm research. Take some of the data, some of the theories that are developed within the campus life and actually putting them into practical applications on the farm. With the pandemic, their research kept going forward, but being able to share that information and that research result with actual farmers, landowners, and partners, well, that got to be a little bit more difficult. So Amber says get ready for a chock-full day of activities on December 14th at the Canyon Reserves Center with the Wilderness Resort in Wisconsin Dells. One thing I wanted to start off with, though, is helping people better understand the funding mechanisms behind Discovery Farms, not just the locations, but also those researchers that are at work. And Amber starts off by explaining where their funding actually comes from. So for Discovery Farms, um, the really most important solid pieces that we've had is a line in the state budget that the ag groups and environmental groups have said, this is an important program to Wisconsin. We want to make sure that that stays funded. So there's some base funding provided in the state budget that way. And then matching that actually is funding from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. So those two pieces really provide a solid foundation for Discovery Farms. And then we've got some like um, other grants and projects that we can add in. So right now we're working together with uh, the producer group in up in Antigo. They're interested in water quality on um, potato production up there. We're working with NRCS on some sites. So we've got, you know, a few, we're working with DATCAP on the nitrogen leaching project. So we've got a few um, different components of uh, being able to have kind of a diverse set of support and um, a really strong foundation. Well, and it, it seems like the trend, the topic to be talking about water quality and, as you said, uh, nitrate leaching, etc. Discovery Farms was doing that before it got to be kind of the hub of grant discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Discovery Farms has been working in this area since, like, the year 2000, so over 20 years of really bringing that science out to the farm 
and um, being able to have this data that's collected from privately owned farms, from farmers that are really looking for solutions. So it's, I mean, it's been an awesome opportunity to kind of be able to use that information for science-based policy, to use that information for farmers and others that are helping make decisions on the landscape. You know, I'll say that there's still plenty of work to do, but I think Wisconsin is positioned really well in all of these discussions because of, you know, the proactive work of farmers and stakeholders, you know, 20 years ago getting this started. Well, and and it is information that's vetted on the farm in a real-life situation. How many Discovery Farm partnerships, I mean, actual acting farms, have you got in the system now, Amber? And is that anything that's going to be expanded or changed in 2023? So right now we have active monitoring projects. We have three active um, surface water monitoring projects, actually four, sorry, four active surface water monitoring projects, one in um, Juneau County, one in Kiwani County, one in Langlade County, and then a newer one up in Marathon County. And then we've got um, currently one operating nitrate leaching study and looking to install two more of those. So one would be installed potentially in Calumet County and then one in Rock County. So those installations will be perhaps this fall yet or maybe in 2023 and then, um, you know, we haven't, we don't have solid plans for more expansion in 2023 other than really trying to get these couple of nitrate leaching stations up and going. So, um, you know, in terms of the total number of farmers that we have participated with, I mean, I think we're up in, you're getting close to 50 of all the different farms that have um, participated in collecting water quality monitoring, and then we've also had a really big project with nitrogen use efficiency for the past five years or so. Excellent. Amber Raditz is along with us. Discovery Farms of Wisconsin's got their annual winter conference returning to the Wilderness Resort in Wisconsin Dells. That's on December 14th. And as you can imagine by this conversation, a lot of the content you're going to be presenting, Amber, and the guest speakers are indeed focused in on various aspects of water quality, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so we'll have um, some scientists from USDA ARS, from the Ag Research Station. We have um, Dr. Will Osterholz. He's coming from Ohio to talk about some of the water quality work they've been doing there and what they've been seeing. Some really interesting things about um, the kind of the linkages between soil health and water quality, because, you know, soil health is one of these buzzwords that everybody is really interested in. But we, you know, with water quality, often there's kind of a nuanced way that all these things interact. And so making sure that we know the most. Knowledge is power, right? So um, he's got some really interesting data to share. And then, of course, you'll hear from Discovery Farms. We have uh, a really interesting project where it really showed the value of us a simple and classic practice of the grass waterway. I mean, this the data that you'll see is, is just jarring. So it's, it's really, you know, nice to be able to present validation for things that have existed and then also kind of newer information about how to continue this journey moving forward. So those guys are in the morning, and then um, in the afternoon, we'll kind of focus in on nitrogen and nitrogen optimization because we have this new pilot program starting in Wisconsin. And so 
we want to make sure that people have a really good idea of how to get engaged in projects like that and have all the resources that they need. So we'll hear perspective from Iowa on that uh, and then also some Wisconsin farmers and crop consultants too. The other part I like about this conference, again, coming up December 14th at the Wilderness Resort, their Glacier Canyon Conference Center in Wisconsin Dells, is that you actually allow for interaction with all those speakers and people in the audience. Because for every 10 farmers that are or landowners that are sitting in that conference, you've got 10 different things that are on their mind, 10 different things they want clarification on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always try to really make sure that there's plenty of time for discussion. I mean, our main goal when we started this conference 10 years ago already was to really like feed that fuel for um, new idea generation and really helping people think really critically about this topic of water quality and agriculture. I mean, the point is not to just talk at people. It's to really fuel that discussion and, um, you know, give you something to think about on the way home or as you're, you know, working at home in the subsequent days and weeks. And that also helps us, you know, once we hear the discussion and the questions and, and um, you know, talk with people during breaks and lunch, it really helps us to continue to refine our work, too. So it's, it's definitely a two-way street. We learn just as much as anybody else. And, and again, that's Amber Raditz who's uh, with the Discovery Farms program uh, down the Pigeon Falls area, but obviously with practices all over the state. December 14th, their convention, their upcoming winter conference down there at the Wilderness Resort at Wisconsin Dells. Man, everything happens at Wisconsin Dells nowadays. Nobody's got conferences outside of Wisconsin Dells, but uh, they built the facilities to get her done. All right, 29 and a half after 5, we're going to get her done. Some market information. Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock over in Withy. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning, and uh, let's get over to Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Rocky Olson is with us. Hey, have you got, uh, you got out with the bulls since the gun season ended? Wait a minute, let me get, uh, have you got out with a bow since the season ended? I have not, oh, Bob. Okay, so you're still going out, though, aren't you? That goes till the I, end of the I'm year, doesn't to. it? It goes to, I think, January 8th or January 10th. Oh, boy. So you're still looking at your trail cam, though? Are there big ones out there still? There's a couple nice ones, yes. Okay, so. Yep, just enough to keep you wanting to get out there once in a while. Atta boy. <laughs> I right, just took, well, my, took my corn off yesterday, so maybe that'll help out a little bit. Well, it'll be a lot easier to see, that's for sure. That's right. That's All right. right. Well, uh, how about the markets? What's been going on so far this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. Had a very big run, bigger than expected. We sold over a 1,000 head of feeder cattle yesterday. Uh, we had 85 bred beef cows. Uh, markets were strong with most of the new crop beef calves selling from $1.45 to two fifteen. dollars uh, Those heavier yearling type, uh, 135 to 185 Most weights of Holstein steers, a dollar to $1.40. Uh, bred beef cows traded mostly from 900 to 15 
fifty. Uh, today, Wednesday, we're going to hay auction at nine thirty. Excellent selection of hay today. Uh, we got several better quality loads of dairy hay, including a semi-load of Western Third Crop Alfalfa, twenty-four percent protein. Uh, hay is also certified organic. And then eleven o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. Uh, got an excellent selection of dairy cows again. Uh, parlor freestyle cows. Uh, we got over one hundred and twenty-five fresh two and three-year-olds. Uh, plus, we got a special consignment of forty two and three-year-old Jersey crosses, the very fancy kind. We do have a video of those cows selling on our website. Uh, also, got a nice run of spring and heifers, including a load of organic spring and heifers, mostly crossbreds. There, um, like I said, also have some nice uh, breeding age Holstein bulls for the sale today. Uh, all that information, detailed information, on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. Don't forget, if you can't make the sales, uh, we do have order buying available. We will buy on your behalf. Uh, we also have online bidding through Cattle USA, which you must pre-register uh, for that. So that's the way to shape it up, Bob. All right, Rocky. Well, you enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you in the morning. All right. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area as we take a look at our markets and our weather all coming up on WAX. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not a bad morning out there. I've seen reports of uh, scattered fog, but I don't think an area-wide blanket at all. Let's find out more about our weather. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13, courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. And a little bit of everything in this forecast, it looks like, Mike. Yeah, a little bit of everything this morning. And, uh, I mean, really going into tomorrow night, yeah, it's, it's pretty much all over the place. But I've been a busy man. I know. it. Sort it all out for us. Yeah, so this morning, if you're south of I-90, if you're heading down that way, well, there are uh, some areas of fog where visibility is actually uh, well, a little low. Uh, some places even less than a quarter of a mile. Now, again, that's mostly south of I-90. Not quite the case uh, towards the Chippewa Valley or areas to the north. Now, those northern areas are going to worry about a few snow showers that are heading our way uh, going into the latter half of the morning and into the early afternoon. There'll be a rather quick round, but enough that if you're going north of Highway 8, there may be about an inch or two of snow. Otherwise, for the rest of us, intervals of clouds and sun throughout the day with highs below average getting into the mid to upper 20s. Tonight, a mostly clear sky will give us temperatures in the teens once again. Now, tomorrow we'll have more sunshine throughout the day, helping to warm us up to around the freezing point. But then tomorrow night, a chance at some snow showers moves through, especially a better chance uh, towards some of our southern counties that could see a few inches of snow. But it's still uh, something that we'll be continuing to monitor. It all depends on the main storm track. Otherwise, going into Friday afternoon, things start to clear out. We'll still hold on to some cloud cover for a little bit as our highs get into the upper 30s and overnight lows into the upper 20s. Now, Saturday does bring a chance at some snow and uh, even a little bit of rain mixed in with it as well but otherwise mostly cloudy with mid-30s. Sunday also into the mid-30s with a mainly cloudy sky, and by Monday, even into the upper 30s, and Tuesday could get us into the low 40s and even bring, well, a chance at some rain showers our way. But at the moment, we have a few clouds starting to trickle in and a temperature of 21 degrees in Eau Claire. So again, not a good ice fishing forecast. No, it doesn't seem like we've had a lot of that lately, huh? No, I guess not. You're an ice fisherman, huh? I do, yes. Where do you go? You got a secret spot around here? Or are you, still <laughs> well, try, you're still trying to learn the best spots? I was going to say, uh, I don't live too, too far from Lake Wasoda, so, I mean, it'll take a little bit, but once that freezes, maybe I'll uh, head that way. It's good fishing on Chippewa River. 
So I've heard. All right. I'll show you a spot or two. That sounds like a good deal. All right. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You bet. Mike Dandry there at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather, courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. And let's get into the newsroom for a a woman of all seasons, and uh, that's Morgan McCarthy. We'll hear from her next here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock, and if I was to guess, I would say Morgan McCarthy is not a nice fisherman. No, if it was warmer. I'm a summer <laughs> I'm a summer fisherman. I like when my water moves and my sleeves are short. Oh, and your ice is in a glass. Uh-huh, uh, exactly. But boy, I'll tell you, those crappies and bluegills that come out of the ice, oh, they're out of this world. They really are. I tell you, though, it is a lot easier to keep the beer cool when you're on the ice <laughs> than it is to pack a cooler in the summer. That, so there are slight advantages. Oh, boy, there's a lot of them, that's for sure. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've got that cleared up, what's going on in the news? Well, we start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Western Wisconsin nurse accused of cutting off a man's foot is out of jail but cannot work in health care. A judge in 38-year-old Mary Brown's case yesterday set conditions for her release. Pierce County prosecutors say Brown cut a man's foot off in May. She didn't have permission to amputate, and the man's family says there was no need to do so. Brown told investigators the man's foot was dying because of frostbite. He later died. She's facing abuse charges. In another part of the state, we have more uh, answers about the second death investigation that's tied to Racine's so-called dating app predator. Channel 12 last night reported Racine police found a body inside the home that Olson used to share with his mother. As the ME's office was at the home November 8th, neighbors say there was also a lot of activity with authorities around the home, as Olson is a person of interest in the death of a South Milwaukee woman as well. The theory there is that he may have tried to roofie her. Olson is in jail on an unrelated kidnapping charge. A little more of an update. On Monday, we talked about that toddler that fell at a high school in Plymouth last weekend. The little boy, 20-month-old Kanan Hardenberg, was at his brother's wrestling match. We have an update now. That was at the high school last Saturday. His mom said what happened was he squeezed through the railings on the bleachers and fell 15 feet to the floor. He'd been rushed to the hospital with an orbital fracture. That's the bone around your eye. Mom says little Kanan is recovering, trying to move forward, well, one step at a time, as toddlers will do, right? On the political stage. We take a peek into federal investigators who now have some questions for clerks in some of our bigger cities. Uh, Milwaukee and Madison, John, is that what we think? The Justice Department subpoenaed Milwaukee and Dane County clerks about two weeks ago. Part of the new investigation into former President Trump's behavior after he lost the 2020 election. The Justice Department wants copies of any emails or calls from the Trump campaign, Trump himself, or a handful of Trump-connected lawyers and political players here in Wisconsin. The Justice Department sent similar subpoenas to election managers in Arizona and Michigan as well. I'm John DeMaster. And a day that will live in infamy. Today is the 81st anniversary of the surprise Japanese attacks on Pearl Harbor. A day after the attack in 1941, President Franklin D. Roosevelt addressed a joint session of Congress and declared December 7th as a day which will live in infamy. And from our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and we send it back to the barn with Bob Jill in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. We don't usually comment on the news, but that story about that foot being mm-hmm. cut, I mean, that that makes you squirm in your seat. Yeah, that is an odd one. That is really odd. Yeah, man, oh, absolutely. Man. I don't know what the outcome will be, but boy, oh boy. That's... Yeah, we'll keep following that. I think a lot of people are curious what happens next there. Yeah, that is going to be mm-hmm. something else. All right, well... 
go fishing. You can still open water, so you can still... Oh, of course, I don't know what their laws are. You might get in trouble. No, so. this is about the time that I freezer fish. Whatever people bring <laughs> home and put in their freezer, then I just cast out and reel into my plate. That's good. Hey, right. Well, I was up at Indian Head Foods, and uh, they got a special seafood sale going on right now, so they got a lot of good stuff that... You can't get around here in the freezer. That's a good tip. All right. It's, it's kind of hard to enjoy uh, seafood when you're landlocked, so I like to enjoy <laughs> it when we can. Make a little surf and turf. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. We're uh, 19 before 6 o'clock. More news, and uh, we'll take a look at a lot of markets. Coming up on WAC. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 20, 19, 20 degrees around here. It'll get into the mid-20s today and a little precipitation the farther north you go, the more snow it will be, but uh, not any heavy snowfall. And uh, as we said earlier, lots of names to share with you in the news and Jill, share with us some more. Nine young farmers and farm couples have been selected to compete in this year's Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmer Competition next month in Manitowoc. That list includes Adam and Melissa Bauman of Marathon, Travis and Melissa Marty of Vesper, Dustin Schultz of Eau Claire, and Tristan and Megan Schwartz from Gilman. The awards weekend will be January 27th through the 29th, with the winners named on Saturday night. Also coming to Wisconsin in 2023 will be the National um, outstanding farmer, young farmer competition, February 16th through the 19th in Appleton. And World Dairy Expo for 2023 is also taking shape. Already named are the judges who will place the best dairy animals in North America. Three of those judges are, will be from Wisconsin. Lynn Harbaugh of Marion will place the Holstein. Mike Duckett of Rudolph will judge the Jersey Show. And Brandon Ferry of Hilbert will be in charge of the International Milking Shorthorn Show. Dairy Expo will run October 1st through the 6th. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to get to the markets, but there are still a few things going on. Uh, this weekend, we had the Farm Bureau last weekend down at the Dells. This weekend, it will be the Wisconsin Farmers Union Convention down at Chula Vista. And what else is going on, Joe? Well, on Thursday this week, the Elk Creek Solar is having their open house. That's at the Springbrook Town Hall from 3 to 7 p.m. in Elk Mound. Western Wisconsin Conservation Council is having their annual meeting on Thursday, December 8th, noon to 2.30, and that is at Emmett and Sons in Baldwin. And at 2.45, there's a members-only meeting. But if you're hungry for cookies, you need to head oh, out. Oh, boy, listen to this. <laughs> Don't, we shouldn't share this. Because well, you're set- a, I know, it's a good fundraiser. I but know, boy. but you're setting me out and about, so I don't even get to partake in this oh, one. Oh, that's right. I'll buy you a few. Oh, okay. Head on out to the Pleasant Valley Community Center. That's in Cleghorn from 10 o'clock till noon for the Pleasant Valley 4-H cookie walk and craft sale. Bob says they load you up with cookies. So. Oh, they've got a lot of cookies. I'm telling tables and tables. And you empty one plate and put it in your box ticket. They bring out another one. So <laughs> they cook a lot. They make a lot of cookie. I mean, it's not just cookies. It's a lot of a lot of good Christmas baking. If you want to get it all in one place this Saturday there at the Cleghorn uh, Town Hall, that's a good place to get it. Starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. Get there about 10, 30, 11. So, I, so give me a little time to get there first. Anything else going on? Well, if you're not full of cookies, 
you can head to the Hill Township Fire Department's pancake breakfast on Sunday, 9 to noon, at the fire station in Pleasantville. It's a free will donation, and they're doing a cash raffle down there. All right, and first prize for that is $1,000. We'll get to some markets next, right here on WAC. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 11 minutes before 6 o'clock, 21 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Altoona Equity. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.46. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.45. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.30 to $1.43. We at the top of $1.45. Choice Holstein steers $1.15 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.14 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 67 to 86. We had a top of 88. 60% of the cows sold from 49 to 66. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 48 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to 98. We had a top of 99 and a half. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cull bulls sold from 75 to 93. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 75 to $160 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $75 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $250 per head. Our next special feeder sales this Friday, December 9th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now we head over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Nice morning out there, huh? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Yeah, pleasant. I guess it's a little bit uh, above the average low temperature for this time of the year, uh, 24 degrees. So it's uh, it's nice. But, uh, you know, even yesterday, the temperature was around 32 or so, but it's still we need the sun. It's just kind of one of those blah days, you know? Well, get used to clouds because we're not going to see a lot of sun here for the next week or so, but uh, we'll get through it. Hey, what's been going on so far this week over at Stratford? Well, Bob, uh, we'll tell the folks about it. I thank you and a very good morning to everyone. We've been very busy here at Stratford this week, and we'll recap yesterday's auction. Uh, we had a very nice herd of dairy cows to sell yesterday. Certainly want to thank Valley Main Farms for giving the opportunity to sell their uh, nice herd of cows yesterday, and those top-end milk cows yesterday we're selling from, 1600 to $2,100 per head. A lot of good quality springing heifers on yesterday's auction, and they were also selling, and they were selling between 1600 and $1,800 per head. So, again, nice, and uh, we will be offering another herd of cows here in just a couple of weeks. We'll have more to say about that in just a minute. We want to recap the rest of the auction here yesterday at Stratford. We do sell organic market cows every Tuesday. Higher yielding organics yesterday were selling from 82 to 89. Lower yielding organic cows 79 and below. Conventional market cows yesterday. Higher yielding high yielding Holstein cows on yesterday's auction from 68 to 79. Uh, most of the cows so far this week have been selling between 52 and 67. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below the $51 money. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are at 83 to 95, lighter bulls 80 and back. 
On the calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves, 75 to 155. And on Monday, these fancy bull calves all the way to 195. Heifer calves this week, mostly 50 and below. On the beef calves, good demand also, 150 to 300, up to 350 on those beef calves on Monday sale. We've got a busy day here at Stratford today. On Wednesday, we start this morning, 10 o'clock, market auction. Conventional market cows, we do sell most of our fed cattle today also. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, feeder cattle sale today will be a noontime start. Folks, if you're in the beef business, I uh, hope to see you today around noon. We've got bread beef cows, a lot of those bread beef cows on the sale today. Uh, of course, most of those are all bred for spring calving. Uh, we've got a good run of feeder cattle, both Holstein steers and beef calves, uh, and heavier beef cattle also. So a good run of feeder cattle and a lot of beef cows for that sale today. Again, that will be at 12 noon. Of course, all the bred beef cows will be pregnancy checked, so uh, you'll know exactly what you're buying there. And then tomorrow, auction does start at 11 with the market auction baby calves. And like I said before, next dairy sale in Stratford will be December 20th. We do have a consignment of first lactation, powder free Holstein cows. Uh, they're coming from an overstocked uh, organic farm, so a good opportunity to buy some good quality cows. Information on those is on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page and you'll have it there. So Bob, we'll send her back to you. Busy week continues and well, kind of not really anything too exciting in the weather, is there? Nope, not much to worry about. We got a little snow up north and a little fog around the area, so Pretty much uh, quiet weather for December, but like I said, not much sun, at least for the next week. But uh, enjoy it anyway. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. LS Tractors from uh, Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us our markets. Board of Trade mixed yesterday on the board. Beans were higher, good meal demand, and some bean sales to China. Corn and wheat were lower, poor export sales that way overnight. March corn down two cents at six thirty five. The oats unchanged three thirty seven. March wheat up two and at seven thirty one. And March soybeans up one at fourteen sixty two this morning. Meal up a dollar seventy four hundred forty seven dollars and sixty cents. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at five seventy six with soybeans at thirteen ninety eight. Connorsville location, corn's at 571 with soybeans at 1388. On the DTN screen, corn at Baldwin, 590 today. The beans, 1385. Duran, 581 with the beans at 1379. At Mondovi, corn is 592. Soybeans, 1384. Elmwood, 590 and 1389. Down at Fall Creek, corn is out at 572. The beans, 1364. At Osseo, 595 on the corn, 1389 the beans. Elk Mound, 583 and 1383 on the soybeans. Sparta has the corn at Melrose Farm Service at 570. The soybeans 1365. Ellsworth 560 on the corn and 1335 on the soybeans. Ethanol plants. Boyceville 593. Stanley New Richmond 589. Barrel cheese down two and three quarters yesterday, trading at a dollar 92. The blocks up three cents at two eleven and butter unchanged at two ninety. December class three was up six at twenty forty seven. January up a nickel at twenty oh four. February up two at nineteen seventy four. March up seven at nineteen ninety one. And April up fifteen at twenty oh three. We're about twenty degrees right now and Again, a chance of uh, some precipitation off and on. The further north you go, the better chance it'll be snow today. And we'll be in the 30s for the next few days and not a lot of sunshine.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.